Are you an angry person? And has your anger gotten you in trouble many times before? You know that you can control your anger, that you can actually channel your, your, your anger instead of destroying things in your life and being like a cancer who eats away at you, you can actually channel it and you can control what you do and what this anger stirs up in you and you can actually set yourself free and you can set many other people free with you. So today we're talking on anger and the effects of it and how to channel anger so that it can benefit you. So please stay tuned until after the intro as we dig deeper into this topic. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now let's move on to today's episode. Hello, this is Yanni from the Rise and Shine show. Welcome to today's broadcast. And today we're talking about anger. Are you an angry person? Did your anger get you in trouble? Mine has many times in the past, but uh, I think I came to a place where I realized that anger doesn't really do anything because I realized that anger out of control will actually destroy me. And that's really what we want to dwell on today and what we want to talk on. Now, this doesn't seem as if it's the most uh, interesting topic or the nicest topic to, to dwell on, to talk about. But I think it's very important because it's so easy for anger just to flare up. And there's so many things that are destroyed through anger and through strife and all that kind of stuff. And it's so unnecessary because if you apply wisdom, then you will actually be slow to anger if you just step back. And that's really what we're going to talk about because when you do not know how to control anger and if you do not know that you should control anger it can really be like cancer it can it can eat away in you on the inside and and even you can hurt so many other people through this because when you speak a harsh word to someone you can't take that back it's out there yes we can bring healing and we can help that other person and even yourself if hard work um, hard or harsh word has been spoken to you you can um, get healed from it but sometimes it takes so much effort and so much energy so if we can avoid that and stop those things from happening in our lives it just makes it so much easier and on the other hand and we're going to dwell on that a little bit as well is if you control anger you will actually be able to set many people free through the actions that come from that. And we're going to dwell on that a little bit. And I'm going to give you a lot of, uh, you know, from, from history, a lot of proverbs and a lot of quotes about anger so that you can also see you're not the only person that deals with anger and that the person across the street or on just next to you, that's not the only person that deals with anger, the guy or the or the girl who's, who's working with you, or a student friend, or whatever it may be, or, or a father, a mother, a child, it doesn't matter. But if you can understand what anger really is and what it can lead to if it is uncontrolled, then 
you will realize that it's easier to control that and to help other people, to help other people to get set free from, from it because it's, it can really be a terrible thing in people's lives. And you know, I always take my example from, from scripture, from, from the Lord, and it says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion. The Lord is slow to anger and gr- of great mercy. And that's, he's our example. I mean, he's all powerful. He's the self-existing one. He created everything. He made you and I. And now we think he always just wants to destroy. He always, he's always angry because that's the impression that we get from people. And that is not the truth. He is really such a compassionate God. And if you're a child of God, then he's a very compassionate and loving father. He's very strict and his laws are put in place and you cannot violate those laws. And that's why he many times he says to us, he says, do not do this. He says, um, honor your father and your mother. Why? Because um, there's some superstition uh, connected to it? No. It's just something that he said that needs to happen. And if you do it, he even gives you a promise. He says, you will live long and you will live happy if you honor um, your father and your mother. And that is one of the laws. I mean, there's so many laws. We think many times of the, the Ten Commandments, those are the laws. But there are so many other laws. For example, the law of gravitation, the, the law of lift, where aircraft uh, can, can actually fly. All those things are laws that were put in place at the day of creation. And if you and I violate those laws, then we're going to reap the benefits. In other words, if I throw a a big rock up in the air and I'm going to stand right underneath it, when that thing comes down, it's going to crush my head. I don't want that. I'm sure you don't want that either. So that's just a law. We cannot get past that. So... Let's just talk about a little bit about anger and why anger can be such a devastating thing. I think wars in, in, in times past and even today has been waged and wars have been started because people got angry. They got angry of what something, someone else did. Maybe it started as envy. They, they saw something that someone did. They didn't like it. Because that person got something that they thought they should have rather had. And then it stirred up stuff. And that could have been between two countries or between two tribes of, uh, you know, in in tribal uh, places like in Africa and some other uh, parts of the world. And people could start fighting and they could even start killing each other. Or someone could start this, this, this whole movement and he could gather people around him and stir up so much hatred and stuff like that through lots of anger and getting these people so angry through lies because that's many times where these things come from. It's from lies. So anger in itself is bad if it's not controlled. And it's always, it's got its origin in things that might not even be true. And that's very important to remember. So what you listen to, what other people are telling you, what other people are saying they can sound so convincing but you know have you heard the other side of the story and it's always um, <laughs> important to, to, to remember someone once said he said there's this the story of this person then there's the story of the other person and then there's the truth 
So what is really the truth? And that's what you and I really need to look for is the truth. What is the truth behind something? If I get angry, and I used to get angry so quickly, when I, even when I was a little boy, I got so mad. I've, and it, it, just, it just happened. I, I, I didn't control it. I couldn't control it. But you know, as I grew older, I realized I can't just go on like that. And I learned that I can actually control it by what I'm thinking, what I'm listening to, the type of people that I uh, surround myself with, but most of all, by renewing my mind, but by thinking different, that I didn't uh, think anymore that, that people, whatever they do, that they're always out there to harm me. Yes, there's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of people that may want to harm you, that um, tried to harm me in the past, but you know, it's not always their intention. Sometimes they're ill-informed. And that is why they do certain things. And if you're going to retaliate on some of those things that other people do in your lives, you're going to stir up anger on their side as well, even where there was actually no reason for something like that. And sometimes it, um, I'm amazed at um, <laughs> that so-called adult people. You think they would know better, but it's as if, if someone is, is, is bent on doing something because they feel they have been deprived of something or they didn't get their way. Man, that just stirs up stuff. And, and usually it doesn't stay with themselves. It's, it's like someone once also said, they said something positive, for example, gets shared only among a few people. So for example, say you've got a positive experience at a shop where you go. That positive thing only gets shared a few times with other people. But if something negative happens, oh my goodness, you get in, people go to the newspapers and they get in, nowadays not so much anymore, more on social media. They will just um, blast that place with negative comments, with ne negative remarks, and they will tell as many people as they can about this negative thing that they experienced. And many times when you really go and look back, they even started the negative response. And it's many times just a perception as well. So let me give you a few proverbs here as we go along and then we'll, we'll delve a little bit deeper into this so that we can see how we can take this anger that's out of control, that just wants to destroy everything around it, and even the person who who applies this anger where it comes from. It even wants to destroy that person. So let's look at some of these proverbs and how we can learn from this so that we can take this anger and just cancel it basically, just deflate it. Now the first one here is a soft answer turns away extreme anger, but grievous words stir up anger. So in other words, how are we going to stop anger from being stirred up by giving a soft answer because that will pacify the situation in many cases. In some cases it will not. I mean it depends on how people want to take it up but in most cases a soft answer will really turn away that extreme anger. Someone may get a little bit stirred up but they will not get to the point where they just want to go overboard because of grievous words, harsh words and hard words that were spoken. 
The next word, uh, proverb here is a quick-tempered person stirs up strife, but he that is slow to anger calms a quarrel. And remember what we said about the Lord. He is our example. And it says he's slow to anger and he's full of compassion. He's gracious. And that's how we should be also. And that's why I said to you right in the beginning, if we can control this anger and we'll get into how we can channel it as well to our benefit, then we will um, be able to use, you know, anger or stirred up emotions and stirred up feelings and stuff. We can use that to our advantage and to the advantage of other people. And that's why it is important. If you're a quick-tempered person, you can change it. Yeah, but Yanni, I've, I've been like this. My hair is that color. I've got this, this auburn color hair. I'm just, I mean, that's just how I am. I've been born like this. You might have been born like that, but it's trained. You can retrain your mind. You can renew your mind and you can get rid of that stuff. And you are able to do it. It's by, um, you basically just have to control your mind. Every time that something stirs up, think for yourself, where is this going to lead me? Is this going to get me in trouble like the first, uh, like the previous thousand times? Or am I going to start changing this around so that it can work to my benefit and to the benefit of other people. So you've got control over your own mind because it starts with a thought. But what normally happens if you're quick-tempered, uh, someone just says something or you just think something and immediately it just flares up and you're upset. And that's how I was as a little boy. And it, it caused a lot of um, grief in my life, but also in my parents' life because I mean, I would just say stuff and do stuff that was, it was just terrible. And it's only later years where I started learning, but this is, this is not cool. Although my parents disciplined me, but even when they disciplined me, I got even more angry. Why that is, I don't really know. I don't know what stirred that up, but that was relevant in my life. But by God's grace, it's not like that anymore. Right, the next proverb that I have here says, By planting the seed of evil, a man will reap the grain of sorrow, and the rod of his anger will be broken. Listen carefully to this. I've many times I've said that words are like seeds. So if you plant seeds of grief, of um, negativity, um, criticizing people, and strife, and disharmony, if you plant seeds, sow seeds um, of that nature, you will reap the grain of sorrow because that's what you sow. You know, in, in the garden, if you sow, say, poppies, red poppies, you sow that seed, that's what you're going to get. But if you have thistle seeds and you sow that among the poppies, you're going to get thistles as well. So whatever you sow, that you will get. Now, many times we just see it on the negative side, but it's on the positive side as well. So that's why I said like the poppies, for example, or let's take, let's take peas. You want peas. So you plant pea seeds, you plant little peas, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get peas. You're not going to get tomatoes from pea seeds that you planted. And that's what it is. And it says, the second part says, and the rod of his anger will be broken. So whatever you have as a rod, it'll be broken. 
if you keep on sowing these seeds because it's only going to bring hardship and it's only going to bring destruction. The next proverb, better to be slow to anger than to be a mighty warrior. And no one who controls his temper is better than one who captures a city. I'm going to read that second part again. And one who controls his temper is better than one who captures a city. So let's listen to it again. Better to be slow to anger than be a mighty warrior. So you can be a mighty warrior and you've had so many exploits in your life, so many victories and stuff like that. But it's better to be slow to anger than being that mighty warrior. That is how important it is to control your anger. And one who controls his temper is better than one who captures a city. Can you see how, how this is um, weighed, I can almost say, if you look on a, on a scale? It's much, much, much better to control your temper. And you can control it. You're the only one who can control it. I cannot control your temper. You cannot control my temper. Because I've got control over my own thoughts, my own mind, and you've got control over your own mind, over your own thoughts. So that's why this is so important. So when you control your temper, it's better than even capturing a city in wartime. That's, that's cool. And that's very important for us to know and to understand as well. The next one, a person's wisdom makes him slow to anger and it is his glory to overlook an offense. When you're angry and when you allow yourself to get angry, angry very fast, Everything is wrong. You see even the smallest little thing you see as a big thing, as a, this little, like they say, this little molehill, you make a big mountain out of it. And you just want to criticize everything and it just makes you more and more angry. But it says a person's wisdom makes him slow to anger. So if you're a person of wisdom, you will not get angry so quickly because you will realize and understand the wisdom that you receive will help you to understand that anger uncontrolled will lead you into destruction. It will just destroy yourself and it will destroy stuff in your, uh, in your life as well. And it is his glory to overlook an offense. So if you apply this wisdom and you slow to anger, you will even not even see this stuff. You will overlook stuff. You say, ah, why did I get angry about that in the past? It's nothing. It's just something someone said. And maybe they didn't even mean anything by it. So that is, it's just a, I almost want to say it's a skill that, that, you, that you learn and that you can um, grow for yourself. The next proverb, a person with great anger bears the penalty. But if you deliver him from it once, you will have to do it again. In other words, if someone uh, with great anger, he's penalized for what he did. So now he got a lot of flack and whatever he did, he's penalized for it. Now you go and you help him and you deliver him from that. You help him out of that situation, out of that, those circumstances where he is. If he doesn't do anything about it, you'll just have to do it again and again. 
So what is that really saying to us? If that happens to you, what do you have to do about it? You'll have to sit back and say, but wait a second. Every time that my uh, anger just flares up, I just lose my temper, then I'm getting in trouble. So in other words, if I don't want to get there, what, I, what do I have to do? I have to control that anger. I have to avoid that anger. And I have to train my mind. I have to renew my mind to get past that. So you can do it. Again, you can do it. And then here, the next one talks about the king's terrifying anger is like the roar of a lion. Whoever provokes him sins against himself. Now I'm going to share something with you. I I'm, have shared it before that someone shared with me many years ago. He said to me, Yanni, if you, you've got something against someone, you've got the problem, not the other person. And usually we say, no, that's not true, because that's what I said. And if I tell you, if you've got a problem with, with someone, you've got the problem, not the other person. You, and you may say, but no, 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 that person, so and so and so. You know what? That person, yes. But you've got the power to control what goes in and how you react. And that's why I'm saying, if you've got a problem with someone, then, um, then you're the problem. You've got the problem, not the other person. And here it says about this king, he's uh, like this roaring lion. And if you make him angry, I mean, then it's against yourself. So you're actually just hurting yourself. And that's what we many times don't see. We think, I have to fight for my rights. I have to stand up for myself. Because that's what the world teaches us. But here it says, if you stand up against these things, you're hurting yourself. That's what it says there. You, uh, where is it now? Whoever provokes the king sins against himself. Good. The next proverb, a gift given in secret subdues anger and a bribe given secretly subdues strong wrath. Now, this may sound a little bit contentious, um, not the first part, but the second part, but we'll get to it now. A gift given in secret subdues anger. So if you rather give someone a gift, even in secret, you send someone just something nice, it's going to subdue their anger. It's, it's a fact of life. It just happens like that. But if you keep on doing the same aggravations and stuff, this, this person's anger is going to keep on being stirred up. And then it says, yeah, and a bribe, a bribe given secretly subdues strong wrath. Now, you and I know a bribe is not good. It's not good to bribe someone. But you know what? If we do something for someone without ill intent, then you will see the results in that person's life. Now, I'm going to give you an example here. Now, this may not sound as if it's a bribe, but it's, 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 it's blessing someone or giving someone something. But let's use this an example, as an example, and then you can decide for yourself how you can implement this in other areas of your life as well uh, and maybe see similar results. Let's say, for example, you go to a restaurant, and that waiter or that waitress served you very well. And you give them a tip that is like 10 times the recommended tip. Say, for example, the, uh, the bill was, 
let's say 50 rand or 50 dollars wherever you are in the world and you give that that uh, 50 dollars to that person uh, or, or that's the bill and now you go and you give that person a tip of a hundred dollars don't you think they're going to look a little bit different at you next time when you come there and we when you get to that restaurant they're going to come and meet you they're going to take you to your table they're going to carry you on their hands and that is what that gifted that bribed it so i'm not saying give someone something so that they can do something wrong something that they're not supposed to do but if you give it to someone and you're really blessing someone you can get from those people service or whatever that you would have never gotten any other way that makes you think a little bit isn't it and you can apply this in many other areas there are i mean most businesses uh, especially nowadays they do not allow you really to bless people who are working there but if you do that in secret afterwards or after hours or whatever uh, just give them something and or just send something to them it, it will really make a difference in their lives but also in your life as well the next proverb here is wrath is cruel and anger is overwhelming but who can stand before jealousy? You see, and that's another thing. Jealousy, it stirs up anger. And here it says that jealousy is even worse than anger. Because it says here, wrath is cruel and anger is overwhelming. It's cruel. That's what wrath is. And that's what anger is. It's, it's really cruel. It's really overwhelming. It just wants to destroy everything around it. And... Jealousy is even higher than that. So it says there, who can stand against jealousy? So if there's jealousy in your heart, if you look at someone else, whether it's at work or whether it's whatever the situation may be, you think, yeah, but that person gets the stuff and I don't get it and I rather deserve it. Rather look at yourself. Why didn't you get it? Maybe there's a good reason. Maybe you should do something different. Maybe you don't belong there. Maybe you should go somewhere else. But don't take it too personal, those things, but rather look at how you can change things rather than allowing jealousy to come in and just destroy even further. Now, the next proverb is, uh, you may not understand what this means, but I'll explain to you because uh, it's, it's sort of uh, referring to, to olden days. And you might not know what, it, what it's actually saying. It says here, For as the churning of milk produces butter, and as punching the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. Let's just go to the butter. This is just an interesting story. If you didn't know how butter is made, butter is made from cream. Now, nowadays we don't really see it anymore. When I grew up, we... Uh, when the milk was de still delivered at home, there was uh, probably about a third of the bottle on top was just cream. It, it separated from the milk. So if you wanted to, before you um, opened the bottle, or before you poured the milk, you had to shake the bottle to get the, the, the cream to mix in with the milk. Nowadays, it's different. We don't even see that anymore. Uh, and we just see the cream separate. But that cream part is skimmed off where after they milk the cows and that cream is churned 
First they leave it a little bit so that it can just uh, go a little bit, the milk can go a bit sour or the cream, and then they churn it with paddles. And as they churn it, these milk solids or the butter, butter solids, it starts um, clumping together. And that's really where your butter comes from. So uh, you can maybe go and do a search on, on the internet and to see how butter is actually made. It'll be interesting if you don't know how to do it. As a, as a child, I can remember my mom, my grandma, we still had a uh, little ha hand churner and we actually sometimes made butter as well. Not that often, but so that's why I know how that works. And so if you keep on stirring and stirring and stirring, you're going to get stuff to start sticking together. This is really what this says. So if you stir up anger and strife and, and, and so on all the time, you're going to start getting reaction and stuff is going to start building up and you're going to be hurt by some of these things that you keep on stirring up all the time. Just And the second part it says, and it's punching the nose produces blood. You know, if you punch someone on the nose or someone punches you on the nose, which I hope you've never uh, experienced because it's not a nice feeling. Uh, little boys, when I was little, we, we sometimes got into fights, which I don't really know why, but um, sometimes the blood flowed a little bit. So if you punch someone on the nose, you've seen it, seen it in boxing uh, contests and so on, you just see the blood flowing out of the nose. And so stirring up anger produces strife. And that is almost like an exaggeration of anger. Strife is just something that just continuous. It just keeps on and, and it's as if people just, they just want to destroy everything around them through strife and negativity and uh, sow discord and create disharmony. And that is what stirring up anger actually does. And that's why it's so important, like we saw in the beginning, that we do not get there. Okay, and then the last proverb that I'm going to share with you says, Do not let yourself be quickly provoked, for anger resides in the lap of fools. So this is saying, if you are getting angry quickly, you are actually a fool. This may not sit so nice with you or with someone that is uh, experiencing this in their lives, but that's just the truth. You're actually a fool if you allow anger just to stir you up all the time because you're just creating uh, lots of trash for yourself. Now, just here before I let you go, let's just look a little bit at, at anger and how we can channel anger in, in a way that can actually benefit ourselves and people around us. And it can actually set many people free as well. Now, if you get see or if you see something, say, for example, at school, your child comes home and you see there's something wrong with your child and you, you know your child and you say, listen, what, what, what's going on? And maybe at first the child didn't want to tell you, doesn't want to tell you what's going on. But then you find out what really happened and you found out that there was lots of stuff that happens at school that is not good. It's not good for your child. It's not good for the other children. And it's really, it should not be like that. And you get angry about that. But now you can take that anger and you can go and punch that teacher who's, who's uh, responsible for this. Or 
you can sit back and you can say, okay, I'm upset with all these things. What can I do to change it? What can I do to remove these things that are um, uh, destroying the, the children's lives, that are impacting their lives in a negative way? And that way, if you sit back and you don't react on something that comes at you, but you respond, and just listen to the two words, you don't react when something comes your way, but you respond. So in other words, you sit back, you think what is going to happen here. How can I change this? And an example of this is, is Jesus. He walked through the, through the temple and he saw all these tables where the guys, they sold pigeons and the money changes and everyone was there. And he saw this and he realized this is not cool because he said, my father's house at that time, the temple will be a house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves and a den of robbers. And so what he did, he didn't go in there immediately and just start nailing the guys. He went and it says there, he took and he, he started braiding a whip. And as he is doing that, I can just imagine myself, he was thinking there, how can I handle this situation? How can I sort this out? How can I stop this from happening ever again? As he was braiding that. So he was thinking, he stepped back because he wanted to respond to what they were doing. And then he went and he took their tables and he overthrew the tables and he must have whacked them with that whip. But that was so that he was not angry in what he did at the time, but he responded because he wanted to change the circumstances. He wanted to change people's lives for the better. And that is how you can take anger. You can control it so that it doesn't destroy, but that you can actually destroy the bad things, the evil stuff, and you can usher in and you can bring in the good stuff which will be able to set not only yourself maybe free but many other people like the example we used in the school where you can really change not only the the environment in that particular school where your children are but you can actually maybe change that in your state in your province in your whole country maybe you can be responsible for changing how things are done because how it was done before was not conducive to good, uh, to good things happening for the children. It was not for their good. It actually worked against them and it worked uh, to destroy their lives maybe in the long run. So that is how you can use anger without being destructive and using it in a constructive way using your wisdom to apply what you know how to apply and what to implement. And even if you have to go and find out and learn from others, it doesn't matter. But just as long as you know, don't react, but respond. So just sit back and see what you can do. Do what you need to can do. Do what you need to do and you will be able to make a difference. Well, Thank you so much for listening to me. This is an interesting topic 
on anger, but I think there are many people that are really struggling with this. So if you know someone who's struggling with, with anger, who's got a problem with that, please share this message with them. Whether it's a family member or a friend, just share it with them and help me to get this message out because we are really training leaders. That's why I'm doing this. This is why I'm speaking to you because you are a leader. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been here. This is why this is a leadership show. And I want you to rise and to shine what you have on the inside of you and what you've been born for. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.